We must show the world what a free economy can do to reduce unemployment, to put unused capacity to work, to spur new productivity. So when people want to succeed, I say to them, find out the dream that God has for you and then give it your best shot. And with that, you'll be successful. We can restore our economic strength and build opportunities like none we've ever had before. All we need to begin with is faith, and that dream will come true. All we need to do is act, and the time for action is now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tandem Radio, the good news on business, where each week we seek God's guidance in our business relationships and answer your questions as we walk in integrity together. We want to welcome all of our radio and global internet listeners to the program. And now, here's our host, Glenn DeLakian. Good morning and welcome to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakian, and I'd like to uh, say hello to our listening audience, not only locally and uh, up and down the East Coast here in uh, the New York, New Jersey area, but also nationally and internationally uh, through the internet on tandemradio.com. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory, says Psalm seventy-three twenty-four. Our show is all about business. It's called The Good News on Business, and our goal here is uh, to help people who are involved in business, whether you're a business owner or you work for someone or any aspect of business in general, we help uh, to guide you in with uh, information and, and general knowledge that comes straight from the Bible. We like to point you right back to the Holy Word and uh, get your inspiration and guidance directly from the person who created it all, God Almighty. And uh, again, I'm your host, Glenn DeLakin, here each week. We have our guest today with us, uh, Larry Shapiro, an attorney from the firm of Ansel, Grimm, and Aaron. And we'll be uh, talking to Larry in a few minutes. And our topic today is your business and the judicial system. Uh, we're going to get into some, I think, uh, very interesting topics about the law and how it applies to business and how you as a business owner or a person who's involved in maybe ministry, who has a business aspect of the ministry, you have to deal with how the court systems work a little bit and how uh, attorneys can help us and work with us. We have scriptures each week uh, we talk about uh, because our goal here is, again, to uh, point people right back to the Word. Uh, we believe uh, all is fair in love and war is just not what Jesus Christ had in mind, and we believe the Christian walk, especially, is a 24-7 journey, and the old adage uh, of all is fair in love and war just doesn't apply. So our goal is to help you think more along the lines of uh, what would God have us do on a daily basis and, and involve the scriptures in your daily uh, business dealings. And when you make decisions, pray about them and, and uh, use the wisdom that's clearly in the book to help you do business on a daily basis. And I can promise you, it'll help enhance not only your life, but your business as well. And again, Scriptures for today, we bracket our show each week with scriptures, and as we go through the show, you'll see how they tie right into what we're talking about. Exodus 18, 21, 22, but select Capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times. Of course, that's uh, advice that Moses got from his father-in-law Jethro in Exodus eighteen twenty-one twenty-two, and in the New Testament, Matthew five twenty-five. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. So I think this is 
uh, certainly godly advice and certainly great business advice that we're going to dig into today and talk to uh, talk more about it. For those of you who are new, Tandem Radio is here every Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time till noon. And again, the topic is the good news on business. I'm your host, Glenn Delakian. My background is business. I've been involved in business for many years. My uh, family reminds me that I started when I was seven years old running carnivals in the backyard, selling my toys to the neighborhood kids, I guess, so I can get more toys back. And been involved in many businesses since then, uh, business startups, uh, sales of business, mergers, a lot of business consulting in general. And of course, I'm a a student of Jesus Christ, and I follow to the best of my ability uh, what the Bible teaches us. And again, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. We all make mistakes and we all face challenges, and maybe that's a big part of the topic we're going to talk about today with our guests. Uh, but uh, no one's perfect, and we all make mistakes. But the whole point is you need to get back up, dust yourself off, and get back on track, and that's what uh, our Lord does for us every day. Our guest today is a good friend of mine, Larry Shapiro. We've done a lot of business together. We've been involved in a number of different things. Larry's an attorney with the firm of Ansel, Grimm, and Aaron, uh, which is a very large firm uh, here in the area, and uh, they're a very diversified group. And I asked Larry to come in today because of two reasons. Number one, he happens to be a great attorney, but number two, we've shared a lot of experiences together. And I know those those experiences have been primarily in the business at world, and I know some of those experiences would help a lot of our listeners. So that's why we're here today. So Larry, I want to welcome you today, and thank you for coming out. Thanks so much for having me, Glenn. Excited to be here. Good, good. Larry, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, then we'll dig into uh, some of the topics we're uh, ready to talk about today. Sure. Uh, I'm a lifelong uh, Monmouth County resident. I graduated from Penn State University uh, undergraduate with a BS degree in business and uh, emphasis on English. And then I went to the uh, Dickinson School of Law in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, uh, where I graduated. Uh, I then uh, clerked for a Superior Court judge, which is the Trial Division Court in New Jersey, for those of you to, that don't know. Actually, in the Criminal Division, Judge Ira Kreisman. And uh, then I uh, commenced work at the firm I'm at, Ansel Grimm and Aaron. I've been there since uh, 1996. Hmm. Uh, I've been a partner since, I think, 2003. I'm in the Commercial Litigation and Municipal Department. The firm, as you said, is about uh, 30 or so attorneys. We have offices. The main office is in Ocean Township in Monmouth County. We have an office in Newark and an office in uh, Clifton. Uh, As you said, we're diversified. We do just about everything. And if we don't know what we're doing, uh, we find you somebody that does. (laughs) But uh, we handle everything from matrimonial and criminal to business litigation, municipal uh, law, things like that. Right. And uh, I'm a partner, as I said, in the commercial litigation municipal department and uh, handle those types of matters which I'm sure we'll get into today. Great. Thank you, Ari. Thank you. And um, so let's get into it. I mean, right away we want to talk about, uh, obviously, how the law relates to the scriptures and so forth. But before we go there, what motivated you, Larry, to get into law? What, what, what was your deciding <laughs> factor? Obviously, your undergraduate, I don't know if you were thinking law at that time, but uh, you know, you later on went into it. So, Well, you know, you said you uh, were selling uh, toys when you were uh, seven years old. I was always arguing. <laughs> so uh, I always argued, always liked to argue. Um, uh, very curious uh, in terms of education and uh, positions and uh, things that are out there. So it just kind of led me to the law. And uh, uh, I took the LSAT when I graduated college. Wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do, and I did well. And uh, was fortunate enough to get into law school and then enjoyed it and been doing it ever since. So hmm. that's great. Maybe and it was my calling. There you go, <laughs> and, and, and you do it well. Thank um, you. 
tell us a little bit before we get into actual, you know, the courts and the law and the legal system. Tell us a little about the business side of what you do, the business aspect, aspects of being a lawyer. Of being a lawyer. Well, you know, it, it, it's like any business, Glenn. Uh, you know, you need revenue. You have expenses. You know, we have uh, probably 75 staff people and mm-hmm. uh, um, plus the attorneys. Uh, we have an office uh, that we pay rent on. We have copiers and, you know, paper that we use and equipment. Uh, and we have to go out and market ourselves as well. You know, uh, it's not just doing a, a great job, which I think we all do. Uh, all my partners and associates do. We're all mm-hmm. competent attorneys, uh, more than competent in the areas we practice. And there's w- referrals through word of mouth, obviously. If a client is happy and satisfied with what you do, they tell their friends and neighbors and what have you about it. But you also have to let people know that you're there. Now, fortunately, my firm's been around for about 82, 83 years. So mm-hmm. we're long, long standing in the area, well known, and it. It does a lot of marketing itself, but uh, there is a business aspect to the practice of law like anything else that uh, you try to be cognizant of. And it's interesting because the law is a profession as well, and Mm -hmm. uh, we have to do what we have to do, and we can't sell ourselves out to to market or get the end result. Uh, There's rules that we have to abide by, ethical, court rules, and the like. So we do the best job we can for the client, and hopefully the rest takes care of itself. Right, right. Well, good for you. You know, it, it's one of the reasons why I, I uh, enjoy working with your firm when, when I have the need, Larry, is, is that um, I know many times the old adage, a jack of all trades is expert at none. Many times I've come to you for advice on things, and you would say, well, this partner would help you with that, or that partner would be better to help you with that. And you don't take it all on yourself, you know, where sometimes the sole practitioners will take it all on with one person. Of course, you can't know it all. Um, but I find it intriguing that your your firm is so diverse. You know, you have all different types of people from all different types of uh, walks of life that are attorneys there that handle so many different areas. So it's good to know that, you know, you have your choices out there. You can go to a firm where the actual firm, in your case, and, and much in my case, handles almost anything we need. And then you have your sole practitioners out there that, you know, they do try to do everything on their own. I just happen to like your flavor, and, and uh, you've always been upfront with me when it's something that's your area of expertise. One of the reasons why I had you on again today, Larry, is because your expertise is in business and, and business litigation and so forth. Is that your focus? Yes, that's primarily my focus. Uh, litigation, um, I do a lot of uh, business litigation, chancery court and uh, law division. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little right. bit. Also, uh, litigation that comes up from representing, for example, municipalities. I've been involved in uh, eminent domain, both sides of the table, mm. uh, uh, municipalities acquiring properties and property owners trying to uh, uh, either fight against that or maximize value they're receiving. So litigation uh, is a wide array itself, which is one of the reasons I enjoy it, because one day you could be working on a partnership dispute or a doctor a practice breakup. And the next day I could be fighting about value of a piece of property. Mm. Um, so it's a wide range, but um, I do a lot of uh, business uh, litigation. Great. Well, um Along those lines, as far as litigation and business, let's talk real quick before the break. Um, let's talk real quick about levels of court. Sure. Uh, we, we touched on that, you and I personally, in many different areas. There's different levels of court. Let's talk about that real quick. Sure. Uh, a lot of times people don't uh, realize uh, that there's different levels of court. Uh, and, and we're talking about civil courts where you're seeking monetary uh, judgments mm, right. or amounts. Uh, there's the sp- small claims court, which is up to $3,000 in New Jersey. That's kind of like Judge Wapner or Judge Judy that you see on TV. Um, not as theatric, but uh, right. um, it's a quicker process. It, it, it From the time a complaint's filed to the time you get to court is maybe a month 
month or two, uh, and there's not a lot of discovery, and maybe we'll talk about what that is a little later. Then there's special civil part, which is $3,001 up to $15,000 in dispute, and that is a little longer process, maybe three or four or five months, six months, and uh, there's some discovery allowed. And then there's $15,000 and over, which is the law division, and that's where um, um, uh, cases uh, that are of greater value or have uh, issues uh, beyond just money uh, get involved, and that takes years right. um, oftentimes and is a lot more involved, uh, obviously, depending on the nature of the dispute. Mm. And I know that sometimes it behooves you to uh, think about that. If you have a dispute for $3,500, you're probably better off just claiming 3000 getting the small claims court, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, a lot of times I'll tell people uh, I'm happy to represent you in that type of matter, but you don't really need me, so I'll give you some ad- advice because I don't want people spending a ton of money on me. You know, they're going to spend $1,500 on an attorney or $1,000 or 750 if all they're seeking is 3000 It right. doesn't make sense. Right, right, right. So we try to re- – and I personally try to represent clients and guide them so that they're maximizing their dollars because the court system, and I'm sure we'll get into this as well, is a uh, cost-benefit analysis. It is a business uh, uh, analysis uh, when you think about going into court, unless, mm-hmm. of course, you're a defendant and you have to defend yourself. You have to take into account what the costs and possible outcomes are mm-hmm. to see if it's worthwhile. Right. Well, we're going to get more into that in a minute. The court's always intrigued me. I, I've I've been in court probably more times than I wanted to, but <laughs> I've also been in court uh, just to observe because I, I enjoy sometimes going, and especially when I was younger. I uh, did a lot of small claim stuff myself when I had uh, my first businesses and had small claims and things to deal with and always enjoyed uh, uh, dealing with those issues and, and winning in most cases. But we're going to get more into that. We're uh, here today with Larry Shapiro, who's a partner and attorney at uh, Ansel, Grimm, and Aaron. I'm excited to have him with us today. we got a lot to talk about as far as your business and the judicial system. And we're here on Tandem Radio every Saturday live, uh, giving you the good news on business, pointing you to scripture every week. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. Are you cutting back at the office? Find yourself wearing more hats than ever? Need to do marketing to generate business but just don't have the time? Right Impressions is here to help. Our professional staff has been trained by the best, and now we can pass our experience on to you to support your business. We serve companies of every shape and size. Right Impressions can ensure every impression is the right impression. For more information, the number is 732-614-5099 or online at tandemradio.com. Never walk away from your home and don't let the bank take your house. Hi, I'm Deborah Weiss, your certified short sale specialist with Keller Williams Realty. If you owe more on your home than current market value and need to sell for any reason, a short sale might be the answer. Once again, I'm Deborah Weiss with Keller Williams, Jersey Shore, serving Monmouth and Ocean Counties. For more information, my number is 908-670-9896 or online at shortsalespecialistnj.com. That's short sale specialist. NJ.com. 
Welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakian. Uh, excited to be with you this morning, and uh, along with my guest, attorney and partner at Ansel Grimm and Aaron, Larry Shapiro. And uh, Larry and I uh, go back many years, and we've been through a number of different things together and uh, have had a great, enjoyed a great relationship together. And um, I brought him in this morning because I know he has some valuable information to talk about the law. You were right before the break. We were talking about the three levels of court, and you mentioned the small claims court, the special civil, the law division, and and we were touching on how sometimes people would even be smart to uh, you know limit their claims. Sometimes, like for example, if you owed fifteen, if somebody owed you fifteen thousand five hundred dollars, you're better off suing for fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars, uh, and it may involve less time. Of course, that's the other thing about the levels. I wanted to point out. I know, Larry, you mentioned. Uh, I think one of the keys to the levels is timing, right? I mean, yeah. sometimes they're faster and sometimes they're much longer. Yes. And uh, uh, the reason for that is the, the different levels of court allow different levels of what's called discovery. You know, it's interesting in America, mm-hmm. when you get to a trial, there's uh, supposed to be no gamesmanship, no surprises. And the way you get to that point is that each side is supposed to discover uh, through asking the other side questions, written questions called interrogatories, right. uh, questions at a deposition where you're in a court, uh, an attorney's office often, and you have a court reporter, a stenographer taking down everything that's said. You see that on TV sometimes. Um, you're supposed to discover uh, everything the other side has in terms of its claims and its defenses against your claims and then uh, about your claims and your defenses. And uh, small claims doesn't allow for a large degree of discovery. Mm. Uh, special civil allows for a little more, just written questions, and you could take a deposition if you apply to the court and get an order. When you get to the law division, it's full-on discovery, mm. uh, interrogatories, deposition, document demands, and production. And usually, because the claims are worth more uh, in terms of dollar, there's a lot dollars. There's a lot more going on. And you know, it's interesting. About ninety-two percent or so of all cases settle. And one of the reasons wow. they settle is because. Through the process, you're learning about everything the other side has, and you're learning about things you have through discovery. And, you know, I think part of my job as an attorney counseling someone is to say uh, constantly as we learn new information to reevaluate your case. Mm. You know, when a client first comes in to meet with me, I hear one side of the story. I have every reason to believe them, and I take them at their word. But there's another side of the story. And somewhere in between, invariably, is the truth. Right. And as you get through the discovery process, you learn, oh, we have some issues. What we thought was great for us maybe isn't so great. Or we learned something is good for us that we didn't know about. And the other side is making these same discoveries. Right. So as you get through the process, you get to a point where you realize, I'm not going to win probably everything I thought. I may not lose things I thought I was going to lose. And you get to a bouncing point, a tipping point where you say, hey, um, it's worth maybe to uh, talk about resolving this case now because I've spent a lot of money to get to this point. They've spent a lot of money. What's the amount I'm going to potentially get at a trial? Uh, What's the amount they're going to get? And uh, that's why a large percentage of cases ultimately settle. That's a great point, you know, because a lot of times people come to the table thinking they're 100% right. They got all the angles. They And I've been there, you know, and they, they figure I got this guy dead to rights. He's dead wrong. And then when you start getting into the discovery process, you realize, like my father always said, there's three sides to every story. There's your side, his side, and somewhere is the truth, you know. Right. And uh, it's pretty incredible that uh, how that turns out. And I know, you know, I was even involved in a very large case recently, and it took six years to come to fruition. I mean, these things can take time, and you, you learn a lot. And 
and it ended up settling anyway. So, you know, sometimes it's 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 much cleaner to walk in and get it done. I remember one time, and you were involved in this, uh, we went to court and, and the judge said, hey, my job is to make both sides equally unhappy. That's right. You know, and people don't realize that. You know, the judge is going to look right down the middle. He, he's going to use the law of Solomon, right, and split the baby, right? Well, it you know— um uh, it depends. Um, I remember that that instance. Uh, uh, they say a good settlement is one where everybody's equally unhappy because they've both given up something right. to get something else they want. Um, and judges oftentimes when they try to get cases, you know, that's a business of the courts, too. They have thousands of cases filed each year and they only have 10 20 judges in a county or whatever it may be to hear these matters. Even if they were all hearing cases every day, they can't possibly finish them all. Mm. The only way to clear their calendar, their numbers, is for cases to resolve themselves over time. And every year there's another 20,000, 30,000 filings. So it's a constant uh, barrage to the courts. Um, But at the end of the day, if you do get to a trial in front of a judge or a jury, then the judge is supposed to be uh, Solomonic, if you will, within the confines of the law. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they want to do what's fair, but obviously they're constrained by what the statutory or regulatory or case law is. Right. And uh, we can get into what those things mean a little bit as well. Well, I think um, we, we both agree clearly on our, you know, based on our faith that, you know, the, the laws of this country were built on a Judeo-Christian background. They come right out of the Bible in many cases. And, and that's one of the reasons for our scripture today, one of our scriptures, Exodus 18.21, where, you know, Moses was assigned the job of judging and he was judging all the people and all the matters. And it got just like you're saying, the courts are overwhelmed. He got overwhelmed. And his father-in-law came to him and said, you know, uh, you got to dice this up a little bit and share it. And that's where the scripture comes in 1821. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God. I think that's key. Trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times. It's funny, and we won't go off on this tangent, but it's funny how this country has forgotten that it's men who fear God and are trustworthy, you know. But but it's key that you know have them serve as judges for people at all times. What's your thoughts on that, Larry? Well, you know, it's funny. We were talking about this, and and I've said often that if you know if everybody just lived by the Ten Commandments, the world would be a much better place. <laughs> you know, Amen to that. Ten right? simple rules, and uh, just follow them. Um, so it all derives from that. Uh, I agree with you 100 percent. And, uh, you know, the law has derived to, to kind of fill in the blanks of situations that um, don't get contemplated necessarily when Congress enacts a law, for example. Mm. Uh, the courts try to decide what did they mean by this word or how does it apply to this situation. Um, so judges hopefully uh, do their job with uh, thoughtfulness uh, and concern, but uh, also take into account um, you know, what the statute uh, uh, says and then applies it to the people uh, appropriately in a thoughtful and uh, hopefully uh, equitable manner. Right. And as you've often told me, there's a lot of gray. People people come tend to come to a case black and white thinking that, hey, I'm right, he's wrong, and that's it. But there's a lot of gray, right? Yeah, always a lot of gray. You know, one of the hardest things for me uh, is when a client comes in, they have an expectation, I think, uh, well, I have a dispute and, uh, you know, Larry, take care of it. And I say, well, wait a minute. You know, it's not like I pick up the phone and say, hi, Judge, it's Larry. Uh, Larry, how are you? And uh, I got a great guy, uh, Glenn, over here. He, he says this is what uh, Bob did to him. And Judge says, okay, rule in your favor. Right. No, 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 because Bob's got a whole other side of the story. Right. And the judge, you know, may know me, may know the, another attorney, but he doesn't know Glenn. He doesn't know Bob. So how's the judge figure out? what the truth, quote, truth is, what's right. right between what Bob says and what Glenn says. 
well, you have to have a trial. You have to have a hearing in front of the judge or a jury, and they sit and they watch you. They watch you testify. They watch how you sit there, your demeanor, and they watch the other evidence that comes in, cross-examination people may have heard of, and how you react, and they judge that, and then the judge instructs them on the law. What's the law that applies to this case? And then apply to the jury what you saw or the judge sitting as a fact finder, what I saw, what I heard, the evidence I saw. Apply it to the law and then come to a decision. Mm. And invariably, the decision is never 100% of what one side or the other wants because there's always an argument, always an issue that can go either way. Right, right, right. And, you know, again, I want to make sure that business owners that are listening today realize, and if you don't know it already firsthand – Court is always unpredictable, right, Larry? I mean, yeah. you never know how it's going to fall. 100% correct. And that's one of the reasons, again, that a large percentage of cases settle. And I always constantly reevaluate with my clients where you are settling because, uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time now, almost 15 years. I can predict pretty well what a court may do in certain circumstances on certain applications of issues. Um, but I can never tell you what a jury is going to do or a judge is going to do at the end of the day with certainty. If I could, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. Glenn, you know? <laughs> right. um, so I always say when you settle, you take the uncertainty out of it. Right. You are now controlling your own destiny. You're able to get something over with and move on to the next thing. And for business owners, that's critical because you don't want to be sitting next to me in court uh, not sure of what's going to happen. You want to be out there servicing your clients, uh, marketing your your wares whatever, or your services, whatever it may be, right. uh, making money, um, you know, and taking care of your family and your uh, employees. You don't want to be paying for something else uh, that you don't know what's going to happen and maybe even greater exposure. You want to limit that exposure and move on to your core business, uh, which is really what you're all about. And, you know, I, I think that's an excellent advice, Larry, and I'm glad you brought that up again because you are a good counselor and uh, uh, you've often told me and, and I'm sure you've told your other clients that, you know, staying focused on your business while you're going through these trials is so important. Um, you know, we all in business, you're always going to run up against something, right? There, there's always a disagreement about something. Something didn't get delivered on time, a client's upset, whatever. I mean, you, you can't literally do business without ever going through some type of legal issue, I'm sure. At least I, I've never seen it happen. And, and, and you're always quick to remind people, and I think that's so important that, you know, your business has got to stay the main focus of what you're doing. Don't get, it's hard, you know, they get emotional, they get involved, and they start thinking all these things. They're staying up at nights thinking about this. They're going to work in the morning. Going, I'm going to write a dissertation that's three pages long, and and you know they're blowing off their customers or, or not bothering doing their day to day work. And what happens is it's a lose lose because now they're putting focus in the court where they shouldn't really be having focus because it's not going to really help them that much. And on the other hand, they're they're blowing their business out. Yeah, uh, you know I tell people, look, once you've retained us and I'm working for you. Put your agenda on me. Let me worry about it. That's my job to be concerned with these things. And I'll keep, I, you know, I talk to clients, as you know, daily, email, phone calls, whatever. Uh, my cell phone's always on uh, so we can address these things. But you got to go focus on your business because if it's a major litigation, it's going to be around for uh, over a year most likely. Mm. And uh, not even mentioning appeals that can go on for right. years and years. So, uh, you you know, life, don't let uh, the litigation get in the way of your life. Live your life. Uh, this is there. It's something to deal with. You're paying a professional to help you deal with it. Let us do our jobs. You go off, make your money, run your business, take care of your family, 
and uh, you know we'll we'll uh, we'll make sure that this is uh, going the right way for you. Right now, of course, our goal, uh, especially as believers, is to you know follow God's word, stay with the truth, and and do your best to stay focused and with integrity, and therefore you'll minimize the times uh, that you're involved uh, with uh, this type of thing. And of course, we we never suggest that uh, you know you should rush to court and things, and then certainly think through things before you do any anything when with hiring an attorney or hiring a um, or going to court on issues. But, you know, things happen. We all make mistakes. Sometimes we make we are wrong, and sometimes we get wronged, and uh, that's why we have to go to a professional like yourself. We're going to come back after the break and talk much more to Larry Shapiro, who is a partner at uh, Ansel Grimm and & Aaron and uh, an attorney. And uh, um, Larry has a, a lot of good business experience and uh, litigation experience, and uh, he's got some great insights on uh, helping business owners to do what they need to do to keep their businesses running and uh, to uh, uh, divert some pitfalls maybe as well we'll talk about later on you're listening to tandem radio live this is your host glenn delakin and we're excited to have you here each saturday at 11 a.m eastern standard time till noon and we'll be back after these sponsors words listen close they can help you Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. When potential clients Google your business name or what you do, do you come up in the top five? If not, someone else is getting many of your sales opportunities. Search engines like Google and others are becoming more important to generating new business. With more people tuning out traditional advertising, search engines allow you to show up when customers are actually searching for what you offer. You Can Be Found has a proven record of helping businesses get found with rates that fit your budget. We offer free website analysis to help you understand your best options. For more on You Can Be Found, please click the link at tandemradio.com. You're listening to Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Call our show at 1-800-575-9564 or visit our website at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. There are times in life when everyone needs a caring attorney they can trust. As your lawyer, I will always treat you with the utmost respect, honesty, and care when representing your legal needs. The Law Office of Judith Amorsky handles criminal, municipal, civil, and family matters, business needs, real estate, and estate planning. I also handle debt reduction and bankruptcies. To make an appointment or to speak with me directly, call Judy Amorsky at 732-683-1227 or follow the link to my website at tandemradio.com. 
Welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn DeLake and your host, and uh, we're excited to be here today with our guest uh, attorney and partner at the firm of Ansel Grimm and Aaron, Larry Shapiro. And uh, we're talking about uh, the law and your business, and uh, uh, we're uh, touching on uh, several different scriptures here, but the first one we touched on was Exodus 18, 21. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens, have them serve as judges for the people at all times. I think this is the first mention of of uh, the judicial system uh, in anything I've ever read. Certainly, I, I believe it's the first mention in the Bible. And Larry just reminded me that if you read further on in that scripture, and I didn't look it up yet, so I'm going to paraphrase that if you follow these laws, you'll prosper and benefit and, and be a better person for it. So, so God obviously uh, uh, has some powerful things in mind relative to the law and believes in a judicial system and actually mandated Moses to create one and uh, and he did, and that's where we get our laws from as a background. Now, um, Larry, one of the things that I think would be intriguing for our, our business owners to hear out there is your perspective on court settling matters. You know, a lot of people have a tainted view of attorneys, and and uh, uh, they look at them sometimes as these money-grabbing guys, and, and, and all they care about is billable hours and all that type of stuff. And I'm sure there's guys like that that are out there. It's like that in any profession. Um, but in, in our relationship, it's never been, I've never felt that way. And um, uh, one of the things that I, one of the reasons why I picked this specific scripture, Matthew 5.25, is because of advice you've given me time and time again. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who's taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Matthew 5.25. It's interesting because you've always been a proponent of settling, and, and in essence, you know, if you think about it, uh, and I'm just talking, giving you my perspective, the dollar signs lean you towards, let's go to court, let's go all the way, let's <laughs> right. go to discovery. I mean, like I mentioned, I just got through a case that took six years, you know, as a personal injury thing. Um, but the uh, but your advice is always settle before you get to court. Talk well, to us about that. Larry. Sure. You know, one of my mentors has been a, a partner in my firm and the head of my department, Jim Aaron. And one of the first things he taught me was um, – let me do the best thing that I can for the client mm. um, because what's going to make the most sense for the client? As I've said, litigation takes years often, uh, costs thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars or even more depending on the nature of the dispute and the parties involved. And there is a large degree of uncertainty in what's going to happen at the end. You have to go into it realizing I'm probably not going to get 100% of what I want. Mm. Um, and that means I'm going to get something less than I want. So how much am I willing to spend? Let's say you have a claim of $100,000 for whatever it may be. Um, how much am I willing to spend at the chance of collecting $100,000? Mm. And if you realize I'm probably not going to get all that $100,000 for whatever reasons, they have some defenses, there's some counterclaims against me that may set off against that. Um, I can't prove the full $100,000, and I'm not going to get back my attorney's fees because except in some statutory uh, specific instances or, uh, you know, eight, most of the time you don't get those fees back. In America, each side bears its own expense. It's called the American rule. Um, so how much am I going to spend to get back something less than the 100000 I want? And at some point, there's a tipping point. Now, on the other side, uh, if you're defending a case, uh, even if you have counterclaims – 
you know, there's two parties involved, so you can't drive the bus completely. Right, the other side right. has to come to that conclusion, too. And sometimes cases can't come to that conclusion quickly. Sometimes it takes spending money and making the other side spend money to realize that they're not going to get 100% of what they want. You know, and unless you're uh, Bill Gates um, <laughs> or, or a Fortune 500 company or a large company and, and uh, you know, have the resources uh, to throw at the dispute – you're not really fighting over principle. Mm. It's business. You're right. fighting over dollars. At the end of the day, every dollar your business spends on litigation costs and a potential judgment that may be entered against you are dollars that don't drop to the bottom line to your shareholders or to your principals or to you or what have you. Mm. Um, so it's always, as I see it, a business proposition. It is always a cost-benefit analysis. And my hope as an attorney and what Jim taught me, Jim Aaron, was – do the best job you can for the client, help them realize that. And if we can get this, this matter resolved for them in a way that uh, benefits them and close that file and move on to the next thing, then they're going to come back to us for something else. Mm, that's right. And they're going to tell their friends about it. And as I said, it's, you know, if you do the right thing for the client, the marketing will hopefully to a large extent take care of itself. And that's one of the ways our firm has been able to be around for 82, 83 years and why I've stayed there uh, for 15 years. Mm. Um, because we do what's right for the client and then they'll come back and they'll tell people about us. And it, it kind of snowballs from there. So right. that's our philosophy. That's my philosophy. Well, I think that's so important what you pointed out, that it is business. And you know, the coin of phrase you hear in the movies uh, a lot, you know, it's not personal. It's just business. <laughs> you know, right, exactly. But, uh, you know, so um, it's funny because uh, a lot of people, again, you know, court is an emotional thing. I mean, you don't go to an attorney lightly typically, you know, because you know you're going to spend money. Right. So uh, you really have to look at it from a business perspective. You know, if, if I'm suing this guy for $100,000, how much of it is realistically am I going to recover? I mean, uh, I'll give you an example of a case that uh, I was uh, aware of before I ever met you, Larry, but it was a uh, dispute over an employee that stole business from a, a, a client. And uh, they, they went to court and uh, the, the people spent about $30,000 against this guy uh, in legal fees and so forth. And one day the judge called uh, uh, the person over who was um, going after this guy and said, hey, look, do yourself a favor. What are you going to win here? You know, we can go to court, we can go to trial, you can spend another $30,000. This guy's going to declare bankruptcy. You're not going to get a nickel. What are you killing yourself for? You know, now it was frustrating because uh, they didn't get the resolve they wanted. The judge knew they were right. They knew they were right. But what were they going to win? You know, so sometimes you just have to make it a business decision. It's not a right. It's not as cut and dry as right and wrong or principal issues. Hey, if you got deep pockets, like you said, that's another thing. But, um, you know, you could end up spending uh, and you've probably seen it, right? People spend fifty, sixty thousand dollars to get a fifty, sixty thousand dollar judgment. Yeah, you know, as I as I as you've heard me say, I talk probably talk myself out of more business in terms <laughs> of litigation. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, the courtroom is not the place you're going to find, uh, for the most part, justice. And we're talking civil side now. Mm. Uh, you're not going to find justice, and unless you're Bill Gates, uh, you really don't want to make it a matter of principle. Um, because it comes down to dollars and cents. Now, that said, um, there are ways to try to stay out of court, and sometimes uh, you have to go to court to get to a point where you can settle things. And other times you're a defendant, and again, it takes two to tango. Right. And if the other side is going after you, you have to defend yourself, and you do have to spend the dollars. And uh, you know, we, we fight for our clients in that regard and fight to get what's right, whatever side of the table we're on. Mm. Um, so when, you, you know, when you're there and you're contemplating court or going to court, you have to, you have to 
always act as if you're not going to be able to settle. You have to load for bear. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, you're positioning yourself so that you have opportunities to settle along the way. And if you don't, well, then you know what? You go to trial, you go to the judge, you go to the jury, and uh, you, you, you put up the best case you can on as aggressively as you can on, and, uh, and you take a shot. Mm. Well, you, you know, I like to keep my guests on their toes. We haven't talked about this question specifically, but let's talk about misconceptions for a second. You know, a lot of people probably come to you, your clients come with misconceptions uh, about what the court is and all. So let's, let's stay strictly to business and keep it business okay. and uh, try to keep it narrow. What, what are a few common misconceptions you see people coming to you with? Well, the first one I talked about a little while ago is they think I just pick up the phone and I call the judge, whether it's a civil court or chancery. Chancery court is where a lot of business issues are resolved because or are brought because that court deals with uh, relief other than just dollars. Um, so they think uh, you just pick up the phone, you call the judge, and uh, boom, it happens. Right. That's number one. Number two, they think that um, the judge is going to hear what they have to say uh, and believe them, and that's it. Mm. And as I said before, uh, the judge doesn't know you. The judge doesn't know the other side. If so, then it won't be the judge for the case. Uh, And the judge has no background on either side to the dispute. So the judge has to hear both sides, uh, consider the evidence that's put before him or her, and weigh the decision under the law. And sometimes the law is not on the uh, side of the client. You know, the client will come in and say, hey, it's clear cut. And then you go do some research and you find a statute or some case law that says, you know, it's not so clear cut in this instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to go argue your position to the judge. Another thing, a uh, misconception is many people think they go into court and get to speak. Um, <laughs> you don't get to speak, uh, as you may know. Yes. You know, you go into court. I've gotten Nancy many times, right? Yeah, you, you, you sit in the back or you sit at counsel table with your attorney. Um, and depending on what type of action is uh, a proceeding is going on, um, the attorneys argue. Right. Um, the only time you get to speak is if the judge specifically asks you something or if you're on the witness stand. Right. Um, so, you know, you kind of hold your tongue uh, and depending on how long <laughs> or the case bite your takes, tongue. or bite your tongue, right. <laughs> um, you know, you hold your tongue, bite your tongue for the year, year and a half right. that the case takes place. Yeah, that I, I, you know me. I mean, uh, you know, I passed you many a notes in, in court and I, I get frustrated. What I get really frustrated is when they call the attorneys into a back room and I'm sitting there like tapping my foot going, what are they talking about? I'm involved here. You know, what's going on here? It's We're talking amazing. about baseball. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or your next golf round, right? But uh, you're listening to Tandem Radio Live this morning. This is your host, Glenn DeLake. And again, we're here every Saturday. And by the way, tandemradio.com is a great resource. Uh, you can find information about Larry's firm there. You can find information about our sponsors and about many other topics in business. So tandemradio.com, if you haven't been there, you can also listen to the show there and see us on video there. Uh, we actually archive the shows there, and uh, uh, in a few days, you'll see today's show up there. You'll be able to watch and listen again, and um, we encourage you to go there because you can get in contact directly with those guests like Larry or or any of our sponsors and other guests that have been on and find that information that can help your business. Again, this is the good news on business. We're all about helping you walk in integrity in the Lord and focus you back on the Bible for your guidance and your strength to get you what you need to do, not only to get you through your life, but to get you through your business in a positive and a prosperous way. We have much more for you after the break. We're excited today because there's just so much information here that we're just continuing to have it out. I know we're going to have to have Larry back on a future show, but stay tuned. Have your pens and pads ready. We've got some more stuff for you right after this. The 
The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. Currently in the U.S., we have over 8,000 FCA huddle clubs meeting on junior high, high school, and college campuses each week to help these athletes and coaches to grow in their faith. For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. Currently in the U.S., we have over 8,000 FCA huddle clubs meeting on junior high, high school, and college campuses each week to help these athletes and coaches to grow in their faith. For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com. And you are listening to TandemRadio.com Live. That was Harry Flaherty of the FCA, a great organization. Uh, if you're not involved in that, I just want to tell you one other thing about the FCA. Whether you're an athlete or not and you're in high school, uh, it's a great group to look into. Uh, my son was uh, involved initially in athletics but uh, stayed with the FCA through his whole high school career, and it, it really uh, had a big impact on his life. So I strongly recommend that uh, it, whether you know about the FCA or not, you should, and you're in, if you're in high school, you definitely need to check it out. Uh, this is Glenn DeLakin, your host at Tandem Radio Live, uh, the good news on business, doing our best to help you walk in integrity every day as you uh, follow the Lord, follow Scripture, and uh, do your business on a regular basis. Our guest today is Larry Shapiro, who's a friend and an attorney and a partner at Ansel, Grimm, and Aaron, and we're talking about your business and the judicial system and and how they interact. Um, Larry pointed me earlier to a Scripture, if you do this thing and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure, and all these people also will go to their places in peace. Think about that. You'll go to your place in peace if you're following the law. And of course, that's Moses's uh, father-in-law telling him that advice. And uh, certainly it did please the the Lord because that's what Moses did. He created our judicial system, basically. uh, That that was the foundation here. A lot to cover in the next few minutes, and we're tight on time. So first off, Larry, you made an interesting comment to me at the break earlier about us being blessed to be born in this country. Touch on that real sure. quick. Sure. Actually, the, the passage you just read, I think you talk about going to your pace in peace. I mean, think about it. We're in America. Uh, it's a country governed by the rule of law. 
if we have disputes, that's how we settle them. Mm. And I think back, we were talking about uh, when uh, George W. Bush won the election and it was disputed with uh, Al Gore, I guess it was back in 2000. Uh, what happened? Well, there were some demonstrations, some people yelling and screaming. I think a people, few people may have gotten arrested, uh, but it was handled in the courts. And mm. in two weeks or a month, it was over. And meantime, business people were doing what they do and uh, families were going on. And it was uh, civilly resolved. Right. You know, in a large part of the world, if that type of dispute happens over an election, people are dying. Right. Buildings are being burned. Yeah. Uh, there's rioting. So it's just such a great thing to be and a privilege and an honor and a blessing to be living in America where disputes are settled civilly. And that's what the courts allow us to do. The rule of law is really the key to that because we have a faith and we have a a belief that our system, although it may be imperfect, uh, will help us resolve those disputes. And that's why we're not not out on the streets uh, shooting each other unless we're, you know, mentally disturbed. Uh, So uh, that's that's one of the great things uh, about the courts. And one of the uh, things that we should really respect about our system, the rule of law, uh, is respected by all. Mm-hmm. And that gives us uh, stability and things to uh, – and allows the country to be the great place that it is. Yeah, I mean the court is not a place where you want to end up obviously uh, for many reasons, except unless you're an attorney. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but the point is Jesus was very clear on settle matters quickly with your adversary uh, so that way – because again – Going to court is a chance, and, and even the Lord knew that. It, it's important to settle those matters among yourselves, and, and it can be settled. That's the in- interesting thing. You know, a lot of times people can get emotional, get very heated. They think, I want my day in court, and that's it. But you know what? When they calm down, if their attorneys are the right kind of people, and, and I know, Larry, you've seen it, and I've seen it firsthand. There's attorneys that are just so happy, you know, and they just want to litigate, and they just want to rack up the bill. I mean, we were in, involved in an instance where even though the judge pointed that out, you know, you brought yourself a high-powered attorney here to litigate something that didn't need to be done, and it, it got messy. But but the point is, um, you get people of integrity like yourself and like people in your firm who want to do the right thing, we can actually avoid litigation in many cases. So, Larry, why don't you touch on that? How do people avoid litigation? Sure. Um, well, I, I think uh, the thing you do is... Um uh, first of all, you try to be reasonable um, while being principled and fighting for your position. But uh, you know, it depends on how you come to it. Um, if you're a business person that's hiring an employee or salesperson, for example, uh, you want to have an agreement. Um, you may want to have a non-compete so that if something happens and a dispute arises, that you're protecting yourself going forward. Uh, you know, maybe even a better example is I have people come in that want to start a business and they want us to form an entity for them, and I say to them, you know, you should really have an agreement. And if it's an LLC, a limited liability company, and operating agreement. And they said, well, we don't need that. We're best friends. I said, well, let me give you an example. You guys are best friends now. Uh, Let's say the company takes off and in 10 years is doing great and it's worth millions of dollars. And one of you gets, God forbid, hit by a bus. Now the company, your ownership, 50% goes to your husband, let's say. Now that's okay because everybody's still friendly. You've known each other for a long time, not a problem. But let's say the husband remarries and you don't really like the wife or the, the, the new wife and the husband gets hit by a bus. Now you're 50-50 partners with someone you didn't know. Right. five years ago or 10 years ago when the company was started. And they may have very different ideas as to how to run this business. And if you don't have an agreement that is a map for you to deal with things, issues of uh, how you're going to run the business, how you're going to end the business if you have a dispute, how you're going to resolve disputes, how you're going to value the business, all these things. So I always say, if you're friendly, uh, an agreement shouldn't be a problem because you say we agree on all these things, and it may not be able to include everything. You don't, you can't foresee everything. But jobs, our jobs as attorneys, is to say, hey, you know, 
we thought of a lot of stuff. Right. And if we can just lay a roadmap down to try to deal with a lot of the eventualities, it'll make it much cleaner if a dispute arises. And people forget, too. You know, you may say, hey, you forgot five years ago. We promised to do this. Well, if you're right. And they say, I never promised that. Well, if you write it down, you say, yes, you did. Oh, yeah, I did. Right. No big deal. Mm-hmm. So it, it can never hurt to put things down on paper. Um, and, you know, a paper is only as good as the people that sign it. Right. There's ways to manipulate and fight and drag out things that you may think are clear cut in the paper in court for years. But you know what? If you're if your partners or your employee, employer, and your good people, uh, it just is a roadmap for you to deal with things in the future that uh, you may not have thought of right. at the time or planned for because life happens. Mm-hmm. You know? That's right. Life happens. That's so true. And it, it's so key that uh, to remember that. And, and, you know, again, the, the scripture jumps in my mind is be equally yoked. You know, again, coming together, as you said, as partners, you may be on good foundation, but you don't know where it goes from there and, and what could happen in the future or who gets involved in what and so forth. And, you know, things happen. You know, right. so so again, preparing. I, I think that's great advice, Larry. That we should prepare and and should have. Uh, um, they have operating that's, agreements yeah. and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say. You know, there's a lot of uh, internet sites and what have you for operating agreements and wills. This is one instance where I'm going to say. You know, uh, uh, what is it? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah, it's worth spending a few dollars with an attorney that knows what they're talking about to have the agreement or your will or whatever legal document you're doing properly formed because I can't tell you how many times I see people that wanted to save some dollars um, do it themselves and they run into problems because they didn't think of a few things that an attorney um, would have been able to point out for them Mm -hmm. or make clearer for them and could have avoided. Now, can we avoid everything? No, but there's a lot we can. You know, we're experienced. We have documents we've dealt with and have been litigated before. Courts may have interpreted things certain ways. So, so, Language is important in documents. So it's really worth spending the money on finding a good attorney to deal with those things so that you prevent yourself or save yourself from having to litigate it and spend even more money later on. Right. And that's a good point to wrap up on. You know, if if you're out there and you're in business and you haven't spoken to an attorney about your business and you haven't spoken to professionals, you really need to take some time. I mean, just right from the outside, especially if there's partners involved, if you're starting a business, I encourage you, uh, get a good attorney that you trust, that you know is reputable and, and has some good experience. Now, again, another piece of advice I just want to give the business owners is just because someone has some initials after their name doesn't mean they're good at what they do. You know, we've all run into bad in every area, you know, whether it's attorneys, accountants or whatever. Um, so you got to get someone who's reputable. And, and again, I, I would encourage you if you're going to pick an attorney and you don't know the attorney already or have an attorney already, find out about them. Check them. Is there a place where they can check out attorneys uh, like in general? Well, uh, you know, reputation uh, in the community is always good. They can call the county bar associations. They mm. can. Uh, Martindale Hubble is a referral source. Okay. You know, internet sites, I'm a little leery right. of. Um, but, you know, and the most important thing is go meet with the attorney. You know, don't just come to us when you have a problem if you're a business owner. You know, I have people come to me and just I, they want to get to know me and say, hey, I want to have an attorney in case I have an issue. Right. And I think that's a great thing because, you know what, we're counselors. And if we're involved in business and we can learn about your business and where you want to go. May not have any litigation now, may not have any issues, but we can help you get there and say, oh, you may want to do this and you may want to see this accountant and you may want to do that. Right. Uh, and maybe you need documents for this when you get there. So you have a relationship and you can build it over time. Just go in and have a, you know, call for a meeting. Or pros- you're looking for prospective counsel. Right. And, uh, you know, we're looking to build relationships and I'm sure clients are as well. You want someone you can trust and grow old with, hopefully. Right. And I don't mean to speak for you, but I'm sure a reputable attorney, the first meeting is not going to be on the clock. You're going to sit there and talk and 
can chat. And Not with me. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. And so, uh, and I appreciate that, Larry. Larry, I want to thank you for coming in. I know you took time away from your wife and children today, uh, which hopefully they're listening. Uh, hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you came in to speak with us today and give our people some great information. And uh, uh, thank you for that, Larry. I'm sure we're going to have you again in the future because there was just so many topics I have here. You saw me scribbling notes down that I just <laughs> didn't get to. But uh, bottom line is, uh, you've been a blessing to me, Larry, so I appreciate that. And I think you've been a blessing to our listeners. Scripture today, Exodus 18, 21, 22. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times. And I I take that uh, scripture a couple of verses further, as Larry pointed out today, to find out what the blessings come from that. And Matthew 5.25, settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. You never know what you expect when you get to court. So uh, do yourself a favor. Find a good attorney and try to get it settled before you go there. Uh, you're listening to Tandem Radio Live. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're really excited to have you back here next week with us. Tune in and uh, check out TandemRadio.com, our website, uh, filled with information. Of course, there's 24-7 access there. A lot of good stuff, archive shows, information about our guests. TandemRadio.com can help your business in many, many ways. This is Glenn DeLake and your host, Love being with you. Love the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for having us on today. And I pray that we were able to impact some of your lives in a positive way for Jesus Christ, our Lord. You've been listening to The Good News on Business, a tandem radio live broadcast heard here on the Bridge FM Radio Network and streaming at tandemradio.com. Don't forget to join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and call us and email us with your questions because we'd love to hear from you. You can also visit our website for the latest blogs from Peter and Glenn along with other information about upcoming guests, events, and business opportunities. I'm Kevin Reeves, and from everyone at Tandem Radio, we hope that you have a blessed week. And remember, walk with the Lord every day in every way.